It's your favorite podcaster. Woo! Yeah, that's me clapping myself. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep the spirits up, or is it spirits high? Or okay, I'm gonna go with up. Welcome to episode thirteen, Taylor Swift's lucky number of what's your damage, Steffi? I hope you're doing well. I think I've been keeping my promise of like an episode a month, and. School started like five days ago, and I can already feel all that workload just like sink in to my shoulders. And I hope I can keep my schedule going and release an episode each month. Um, so today I'm gonna talk about something that is relatively current, like something that I think I can say just came out. We're gonna talk about the Hulu original movie. You can also find it on Disney Plus. I watched it on Disney Plus, and shout out to Alia for sharing her Disney Plus account with me. I love you, Alia. That means a lot to me. I keep like the only two shows I watch. No, I watch three shows right now, which I haven't been able to since school started. But whatever. Um, I watched The Vampire Diaries. Uh, on like a random website, I watch Desperate Housewives religiously, and Criminal Minds also religiously, and both of those shows are on Disney Plus, so it means a lot. Okay, the movie we we're talking about is not okay. Woohoo! Also, I think I caught a cold. I don't know like where it came from. I don't. Think it's COVID because it was just like one night of me、um, keeping the AC on for like way too long and and freezing and then going to bed and then waking up feeling like shit and I don't really have a fever I just have a runny nose I had a sore throat but that was like very mild and、um, it lasted for like a day but still because of my nose it's I might sound a bit weird, but I'm taking some medicine to just get over it as quickly as I can. Because with school, you always be the best version of yourself, I guess.、Um, and I hope my voice just does not bother you. Okay, now we're gonna get back to our topic. By the way, let me tell you how I decided to watch the movie. I usually don't watch movies at all, especially school season, and I did not watch this movie in like school season. It was like the second week of August. I'm pretty sure when the movie came out, and I watched it the day it came out. I'm also pretty sure, and I saw Zoe Deutsch, if that's how you say it, and I was like hell yeah because she's kind of my celebrity crush. She's really pretty. I watched two other movies with her in it.、Um, I watched Flowers or Flower, singular I think, and Set It Up, which is one of my all-time rom-coms on Netflix. It's just every time I feel bad, I just watch it, and I just love it so much. And I just love Zoe Deutsch. So when I saw that she was like the main gal in the movie, I'm like, oh, let's fucking do it. Also, the title was not okay. And that's basically my life motto. So I was like, "Why not watch it? Why not watch it?" Also, it was like an hour and like 
40 minutes long, which is great for my attention span because I've been meaning to watch like Scarface and like The Devil's Advocate for like uh, these are the movies like that come off top of my head, but I've been meaning to watch those for so long, but they're like two plus hours long, and I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to watch this? You know? And I'm still not talking about the movie we're doing the episode on, but I'm getting there, guys. I just missed you. I miss talking, and I'm energetic for no fucking reason. But you know what? It's not a bad thing. Okay, so as I said, Not Okay came out in 2022, summer, August. It's a Hulu original, as I just said. It has 6.0 exactly um, out of 10 star rating on IMDb. I gave it 7 stars. I loved it, I think. And the director is... Quinn Shepard, which we also see her in the movie at some point, I think. I, I, I learned about that later on. And starring Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit. I don't I I'm not one of those gals. I do not I, I really tried to watch Teen Wolf. My ex-boyfriend loved Teen Wolf and like, I loved him so much that I just wanted to love everything that he loved. So I tried so fucking hard to just enjoy Teen Wolf, but I couldn't. I just don't like the show. And I would prefer The Vampire Diaries any day. And I really want to make an episode on The Vampire Diaries as well, because I want to talk about how Damon Salvatore is the only brother acceptable and all that. But see, I keep getting off the topic. Like, shit. But yeah, I hate I hate Teen Wolf, and I, that's that's the only other um, production that I um, that I've seen Dylan O'Brien at. So there is that, and I also really want to give a shot. I guess shout out, but I wouldn't say that because I'm not like famous. To Trin Lovell, if that's how you say it, Lovell, I have no idea, and. Amanda, The Jedi, these are both YouTube YouTube channels, um, and I watched their commentary on the movie first before I gathered my thoughts, and I just want to say that they're great resources, and I really enjoyed how they laid out the movie, and how they reacted, and how they had some very unique perspectives, so although I won't be like, quoting from them some of their ideas I think really spoke to me as well about the movie and these two creators really helped me just gather my thoughts as I said so don't forget to check them out I just want to give a quick reference to them because probably everything I mentioned is somehow gonna like touch on something that they said as well so I thought it would be rude not to mention them um so the movie is commentary on the internet itself it's an it's an internet movie that is a commentary on the internet itself which is kind of like a kind of like a how do you say it like a rabbit hole is that how you say it? i have no idea but it's like one of those like mind-blowing mindfuck type of things and i really like the movie i can quickly just try to um i guess summarize it for you guys although the main theme is like 
the influencer culture and cancel culture. It is, you know, like plot wise, it's about a girl that works in a magazine in New York, but she's not good at writing. She has no friends. She's an unlikable female protagonist, as it says in the very beginning of the movie. And no one likes her. She's miserable. And she decides to fake a vacation to France to kind of like show her um, colleagues that she's cool, that she can travel, that she can experience new things. There's also her crush, which is the fucking MGK, like low budget MGK. I mean, MGK is low budget himself, but like even lower budget MGK slash Pete Davidson, like weed humor type of stuff, which is played by Dylan O'Brien. I don't remember the character's name, but he's a stupid LA dude. Um, and he's an asshole too. And I just hit the camera, so I'm sorry if you were wearing a headphone and I fucked your ears. Oh, that sounds so bad. Never mind. Um, <laughs> and once when she's in Paris, something very unprecedented happens. A terrorist attack... And she suddenly gains everyone's attention because everyone thinks she was there when it happened. And then that's how the things um, start changing for her, for our main character. So this is the synopsis. Now I'm just going to stop my commentary and my thoughts on it. Um, so I really want to start off by saying how real and contemporary this movie felt um it was very caught up which we don't really see in a lot of movies it's usually like completely unaware of everything and like the recent trends and whatever and i wouldn't say that this makes the movie like more um i guess how do you say it like i don't think it's detailed but more like like it's only appropriate if they put those recent trends trends in um since it's about like cancel culture and like the influencers and like um it really criticizes the tiktokers in many scenes like the like the whole teeth whitening stuff like that fucking party how stupid everyone is and you know all that like la shit i don't know what i'm call why i'm calling it that since it's like set in new york but i'm still gonna call it la shit because it's la shit like you know the you know what people in la do that's like exactly the type of shit they do and it really shows what it looks like from outside like um our protagonist style like the phone case and like her two strands of hair like all those tiktoker girl type of stuff that she's doing and they're very recent especially the phone thing i don't know what they call them but everyone's been using them it's just like a very y2k indie girl i would say and she her style as well um and her talk and the mimics and like the you know the two four fingers together and like making a pouty face and like you know that annoying shit that you do with emojis she actually does that in a trauma support group and she's so fucking annoying like i know it says in the beginning that the protagonist is unlikable 
But I did not expect that at all. Like, she is one of those gals who say she's bisexual just because she kissed one girl. And she's only saying that she's bisexual to be able to go to a queer-only party because she has no friends and the two people she is able to talk to at work um, are queer. So there is that. She's, like, super fucking annoying. And I think Zoe Deutsch did an amazing job. Like, I would have a heart attack trying to um, play a character like that because it would really just piss me off. And at some point, I'd be like, oh, shit. Because, like, she's such a sweetheart, Zoe Deutsch, and I love her so much. And, like, her mimics and, like, her acting. Acting. (laughs) I just love everything about her. And I think she did a great job because this protagonist completely pissed me off like multiple times i'm like jesus christ shut the fuck up many many times although i did feel some type of sympathy towards her and i'm gonna talk about that in a bit more detailed way later on i think but as a bisexual woman i did even i was able to feel a bit of sympathy um and i'm gonna explain why as i said and obviously the whole tiktoker criticism was great and very on point and as i said like it's so recent it's like literally about what's happening right now and the depiction of the influencers and how they think they're doing something super unique and important but they're not actually doing shit especially the part where the girl and Dylan O'Brien just like go to a party and then they like make this video saying, yo, fuck terrorists. And I'm like, dude, people die. Do you think you saying that as like a very unimportant person means shit? Like you're so stupid right now. And they're like high on weed and they're saying this shit. And it's, they're like, I think what I hate about these like type of people is that this type of people is that they're so shallow and they have no idea what's going on. And it's the characters, I think Dylan O'Brien's acting. I do have to say that his acting was amazing because he pissed me off. Like that character was supposed to be a pain in the ass and he did a great job. It was supposed to be a pain in the ass and the dumbest boy you've ever met, especially the scorpion um, joint or whatever, that was just next level. And as I said, MGK, Pete Davidson core. Um... But I think it's just so shallow because as a person who lives in the Middle East, it's just so funny to see Americans and not even politicians, but American influencers try to, quote unquote, make a change when all they're doing is talking to their phone and they're sharing it and then it disappears in 24 hours and... Women and kids are still dying at the same time in the Middle East. There's still bombings happening. And just because it happens in France, it's always a big deal. Just like the... Okay, you know what? I'm not going to get too political. But I'm sure you have noticed that when a war takes place or like a terrorist attack takes place in a Western country, it always and always and always gains more attention because no one's used to it. And it's so normalized when it happens in Middle East. But even though it is more often, it takes place more often, and it, and hence it's more normalized, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't 
um, receive any less attention because those are still lives that are lost. Those are still um, kids without parents or those are still women without husbands. Those are still, um, I don't know, men without wives. Like People are still dying and I don't think it should matter where they're from, obviously whatever so it's just everything about america is dumb and shallow and they don't know shit and yet they feel the need to comment on everything especially influencers thinking that something they do matters is the stupidest idea they can ever have which is a really huge range you know um and i do want to talk about why we might still like our protagonist danny to some extent because i did sometimes like i think probably first of all it's because it's from her perspective and if you're not a psychopath when you see her receiving all that hate and when you see how far she can go just to gain attention and how lonely she is truly and how much hate she receives at the very end and like just seeing her cry and all that it's just like it's sad you know whoever that is i always get sad when i see someone cry i never feel good about it it's always a shitty time no matter who that is and this is from her perspective as well i think every time we watch a movie when it's like no matter how shitty the protagonist is we just like root for them because it's from their perspective so it becomes our perspective and we kind of like we become them i guess and it's like we experience those things and we just want things to happen in our favor all the time so we just support the protagonist or like the narrator no matter what for some reason so i think that of course creates um sympathy to some extent with danny and as I said, her loneliness is beyond everything. It's so sad how hard she tries. And I don't know why she got to that point. But you know what? Sometimes no one likes a person. I, I know, I know people like that. That just like no one likes and everyone finds annoying for no reason. I'm not saying Danny was not being like homophobic or like queer baiting or like whatever. Like she is a shitty person. She also, like, obviously lied about something very important and traumatic for many people. And that's, like, a very shitty thing to do. And it's, like, it's next level. But I do think that um, that it's not, it's also not very clear, like, how she got to that point of loneliness and attention-seeking. Um, so sometimes we just don't like people. Um and maybe her personality became this way as a result of her constant loneliness so you cannot know what he what she was like before she became so lonely um and sad in her life and i think also one of her reasonings not reason one of not one of her reasonings but a reason that we might like her also be because we all look for a meaning in life and it's just so common and it can like i think the very key concept here is 
to search for meaning of life. And when I say searching for meaning for li- meaning for life, it's like ideally it shouldn't be faking um to survive a terrorist attack or like whatever. But um what I'm trying to say is that she is idolizing I I idealizing idolizing trauma because she wants to feel like she's a part of something special and we actually see that in the very beginning where she writes a ridiculous article about how she wished she had experienced 9-11 and it's so ridiculous but it makes one thing like how lonely and left out does someone have to feel to wish they had experienced a terrorist attack and then that's when you realize oh shit she must be very lonely and it's it's like she was left alone with her own thoughts for so long that she's now officially cray cray and delusional like that's what i feel and i think when we're looking for meaning of life and as we move on with the capitalist system and as we keep looking for the next best thing and as we just wake up and do the same routine every day we keep losing our hope and we start to think that we won't be able to find a meaningful thing um something that keeps us alive or our our reason for being born like why why was i put here what am i why am i here what am i what am i supposed to make happen here you know something like that and once we realize that maybe it's like we're not special after all and we're all just gonna die and it's like super depressive and maybe we won't do anything um even mildly like significant um that that's really depressing it's shitty to think about and maybe um with her being antisocial and friendless she just started questioning that and also in her beautiful room i do think her room was decorated really beautifully by the way i loved it um she also has like multiple stacks of books so i do think that she's a reader i do think that she prefers her own imaginary world to the outside world and like actual um human interaction which i completely relate to so i think maybe all that reading and all that different philosophical possibilities and thoughts that she reads in the books um just definitely i think makes you think about death and meaning of life even more because as a person i've been scared of death since i was like six and i shouldn't i shouldn't have known about death at the age of six to begin with but i read a lot and i was exposed to like a lot of different ideologies and all that because i loved reading and i loved my own like i loved i preferred the inside of my head to literally everything else which allowed which disabled um anyone outside to kind of like just interact or maybe like um interrupt my thoughts and be like yo stop being so paranoid you shouldn't be thinking this right now there was no one to interrupt so i kept thinking those thoughts 
And I've been thinking about death ever since. And it's scary to think about. It's always been... It is getting better, I'm going to say. But there was this one point where I, I had just discovered it. And I was like doing all this research about like hell, heaven, this religion, that religion. What's going to happen to us? Am I a good person? Am I going to go to heaven? Am I going to go to hell? Can someone dead watch over me? Blah, blah, blah. I was just like fucking paranoid. And my dad was so concerned. Not that he cared enough to do anything about it. But he was genuinely like... What the fuck are you talking about? And no one like stopped me from researching that shit. And it was not, it was too early to do that. And I do consider myself more emotionally intelligent um, than my peers. However, that's almost never a good thing. And it um, solely means that you're more traumatized than your than your peers. So there is that. But I do think that... Danny also had that type of maybe childhood and personality which caused her to um, search even deeper to find a meaning to life and then you know things just um, things just got out of her hand she was lonely and she was thinking about all that reading her books whatever and she's she has no friends whatever no one to talk to and then she just goes crazy and she has this um weird however um understandable uh fear of being left out and just preferring to go through something i'm sorry i'm not crying it's the it's the cold (laughs) um to look for something what was i saying oh to 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 prefer to live something like to experience something that is completely traumatizing to not experiencing anything important and not and feeling like you don't belong plus you have no purpose in life i think she was just so lonely that she just wanted to become a part of something even though she even if that thinks if that thing costs her her life um which is a very different perspective but i do not completely like Okay, first of all, with this whole episode I'm recording, I'm never ever trying to justify what she did, but I re- really like Zoe Deutsch and I just love her work and I just like I I I I somehow connected the girl with Zoe. I know that's ridiculous. Like come on now, I've been watching movies for like 17 years, but I definitely feel her um being so scared of being left out and not being a part of something and I also really get how most of the time most of the time that was very British <laughs> most of the time um when like the more traumatizing a mutual event is um the more the people that take place in it bond like the bond gets stronger as they go through more and more serious stuff and although i wish some things never happened i also do think that when they happen it's just like it really creates this bond that is never going to be created any way else for example like think of think of um the finals week i'm not i'm not comparing finals week and a terrorist attack but this is like the first thing that came to my mind um 
I think if the finals week, you talk to people, you bond with people, you search for the questions that are going to be asked, you search for notes, you search for um, ways to talk to teacher and whatever, and you bond with that lit- with that girl that you haven't talked to once in your life in a way that you would have never bonded if uh, something as stressful as finals week hadn't happened. This is the kind of stuff... I'm talking about and as I said I'm not justifying it I'm just trying to um see her psychology behind her acts which which I do get the whole um like basically being a part of something special man like I think this this is how it works this was a very um I think because of the medicine, I can't really form sentences, and I keep being like, um, 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 what's the word for this, what's the word for that, and I keep being like, like, with my runny nose, and I probably sound weird as well, but this is how I think, what I think she was thinking, and I also think, I think I was gonna give this movie like a five, and then the ending um, made me add like two more stars, Usually in any other movie, you would expect something like a redemption arc. Um, The protagonist going to the people, holding herself responsible, being exposed to hate, yes. But then at the very end, she apologizes and the movie is like a, I guess, happy ending with like a lesson um, that the protagonist learned and people being like, oh, okay, we forgive you because you took the responsibility and you actually um, came up front. And that was not the ending in the movie. Spoiler alert. I think the fact that with that girl, I don't remember the girl's name, the one that actually lost her sister in a mass shooting and the one who's like actually traumatized. I think the fact that she didn't get to have her redemption arc. She didn't get to have a say or even apologize was very appropriate. Because the things she did very much um, sucked. <laughs> I waited way too long to find that um, verb. But it made, it made me think of um, like the systematic racism as well. Because with the characters' race, one of them being obviously way more oppressed than the other, and one of them is one of them being very privileged and dumb, I think it is very good that um, the girl got to um, give her speech, the actually traumatized girl, and the protagonist didn't get to say shit, and she just left in the end because it it made me. I think if she had you know, come to the stage and talked and then if they like if they had like hugged at the very end or something, like crying, it would have very much reminded me of like the white savior complex. So I think it was a great touch and like a very appropriate ending. Um so I really appreciated that. I loved the ending. Alright guys, I think this is as much as my throat and nose can take. So I'm gonna stop talking. I'm I've been out of breath many times during this episode. So if if that weird noise ever like um came to you and if if it was creepy or annoying or if it bothered you in any way, I'm very sorry, but it is not in my hands. I'm just sick 
I'm sorry for being sick. <laughs> I'm sorry um, to myself as well. <laughs> um, um, but I hope you like this. I hope you like the episode. I hope you watch the movie and let me know what you think. Or I hope you give me some type of feedback about the episode. Or just your opinions on the movie or anything else you want to talk about. Um, or technical feedback as well, obviously. Um, I I said um like a hundred times. I swear to God. But um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it turned a mundane activity or chore in your life into something more fun i hope it made you feel like you were having a convo with your friend i hope you had fun um and i hope you're good if your school started good luck try to survive you're amazing no class can beat you okay i don't know what i'm talking to right now like it can be literally anyone but no class let alone beating i mean no class is more important than you and your mental health. Um, 15 years from now on, you won't remember that quiz grade, girl. So go live your life. I hope everyone's healthy once again. Um, and thank you so much for listening to this part. Like for, for If you listen to it this long, like you're a real one. Um, I love you. Thank you so much. You're the reason I'm doing this. Time to get cheesy. <laughs> um, so see you on the next one. Take care. Bye.